Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Up to 90. Now, major apologies. And I have posted this on Instagram and the Patreon. There was no episode last week, although there was an episode last week. I didn't put it up because the audio on my site was just too bad. I made a serious boo-boo. I'm so sorry, guys. I am over 35. It's a learning curve. I could have thrown it up on the Patreon. I know, Emmy, you suggested throwing it up. But, you know, when you reach a point when I just want to put out good quality audio and I just really didn't think it was it was good enough. So that hour and a half episode, I'll see, can I do something with it? I did try everything I could. I'm not sure it's ever going to see the light of day, but we are very, very sorry. Well, could I am. Put up, could you put up the, the Zoom video of it and then just put like, meh, 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 meh. Do you know what? I tried to put up the Zoom, but actually, funnily enough, it kept just letting me put up the audio. There's probably a very obvious thing you can do to put up the video. Or if there is. Sync, we could lip sync to the video and try and remember. Do you know what? I could give it a go, maybe. Maybe I should try that. Emma, your audio is gone. Your audio is gone. Okay, while Emma's sorting out your audio, <laughs> please stay with us, um, listener. It's all going to be okay. While Emma is sorting out her audio, let me just give a shout out to our lovely patrons. Okay, so we have some new patrons this week. We really, really appreciate it when people get involved. Um, it means so much to us. You can get involved over on our Patreon page under up to ninety. The working podcast. now. You are working now, and I'm just thanking our new patrons. We have Denise. We have Kira. We have Elle. We have Molly. We have Marie. We have Claire, Donna, Neve, and Karen. Thank you so much for okay. getting involved. Now, I don't know why my. Mike stopped working. I have to give big shout out to Savage Vapes. Savagevapes.ie. So I got a package from Shane and Noel. They're big fans of the podcast. And they sent me some sweets and they sent me some vape juice. And on the note, it said, Hi, Emma, thanks for all the laughs. We love the podcast. Hope you enjoy our liquids. Now, they're vape liquids. I know that sounds weird, but they're vape liquids. My so, milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, <laughs> Back in the yard. 
They said some sweet for the boys while you have a vape break. And they have exclusively given us a up to 90 discount code. So the code is for 20% off. 20% is a nice ale chunk. The code is up to 90. Savagevapes.ie. Premium e-liquid. 20%. That is a nice chunk. One fifth off. Yeah, many thanks to Shane and Noel for the discount code and Le Package. I love um, that we have a discount code. We have hashtag actually, made it. They sent me some starbursts and stuff. I'm actually going to have one of them here now. Do it. Do you know what? I'd nearly take up vaping myself at this. At, it's so cheap. Thank you, Savage Vapes. We love you. Now, I want to give a special shout out as well. You know, the way for about, I think, two weeks there, we had a listener of the week. So Mm -hmm. I would like to nominate another listener of the week. Now, guys, look, there's a pandemic on the radio, so merch is limited. But what you will get from me is you will get a little note um, definitely a bar of chalky and like just something I have floating around the gaff. Like I'll just throw something in. Mm-hmm. I want to give a very special shout out to a Danish listener called Donovan who got in touch. He sent some really lovely messages. He wrote us a really lovely review on Apple. And if you could rate a review us on Apple, we really, really appreciate it because it does mean so much. And he wrote us a really nice review. He sent us a couple of lovely messages on Patreon. And as far as I know, but please get in touch, listener, if I'm wrong, he is our only Danish listener. So I thought it might be nice to nominate him for Listener of the Week this week. What do you think, Ems? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Imagine if you said no. And, it, and is he Danish or is he just the Irish man abroad? Full on Danish. How did he find us? Who knows? So we're absolutely delighted with that. And consistency is the name of the game. Consistency. From now on, we're going to have a listener of the week. Every single week, it's going to happen. Now, come here. Do you know what I have for you this week? Oh, before I get into what I have for you, my auntie rocked up to the gaff today. Sorry, it's all go. It's all go. Can we just fucking calm it down a bit? What seems to be like a race. No, it's not a race. It is not a race. But... Let me tell me, full cancer. You know that's going to be the quote. That's going to be the. That's going to be the subheading. Okay, deep breath. Like I'm going to count to ten. I feel like we're on um, like a Saturday morning radio talk show where it's just like keep it moving, keep it moving. What's happening? You've written in. Oh, you poor I'm not thing. Used to this go- tempo. Kidney stones, they're very sore. Get in touch, guys, if you've ever been in a hospital. Okay, here we go. Mama, Spice Girls, happy Father's Day weekend. Okay. Mama, I love you. You're my friend. <laughs> Do you know who I was thinking about there this you week? Be my enemy. Fred um came Fred came into the room the other Fred night. came, we know, Ted. Ted and time on Saturday, we have beautiful Ted. Mm-hmm, baby. Um Fred came into the room very excited the last week. I just got me thinking back over the old up to nineties. Came into the room and he's like, Would you mind if I went to a music festival in September? 
in Warrington. And I was like, oh, because straight away, when you hear Warrington, who do you think of? I don't know. Who am I meant to think of? Okay, so you know the way Brian McFadden, we kind of love both of his ex-wives. Which ex-wife are we thinking of when we think Warrington? Oh, Kerry. Sorry. Kerry. So instantly I think Kerry. Having an affair with Kerry Katona. Getting off with Kerry Katona. Because you know the way he always, like, we won't say it again, but he always says the best stand-up he ever saw was Kerry's performance before the Padge and Rod show many years ago. But it's just like, Kerry could just, no. So he wanted to go anywhere off on a, to a music festival with Sean Walsh. I was like, obviously grand, you know, totally fine. But I just, every now and again, I wake up in a cold sweat. Cold sweat, not just because there's a baby beside my bed. And it's like, who the, whose baby is that? It's my baby. But then once, once I calm down on that front, I have a flashback to that podcast we did, Emma. In the beer garden with Sean Walsh. Who's your, who was your, and me trying to keep it on the 90s theme. I think that's when we knew the 90s was done. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? And he made us guess. And I guess, Judy, and then you, you were just sitting not... there, all in the know, baby. And he just looked at you like, baby. Judy, what was your favorite Spice Girl song? And I think at one point you told me to shut the fuck up. I was like, Emma, it's a 90s podcast. Keeping it on brand. Judy, can we can we bring up these kind of things like after the pandemic? I know. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, God. And then we say things like, and then we say things like, did you see the ICAs are on 12 grand a month? <laughs> Look, I could, be con- to them. I could be controversial if I wanted to. Yeah, There's you no could. There's no bush to that. <laughs> I don't know. You could. Um, so my auntie rocked up to the gaff today with a biscuit tin. This is this is the point we're at now in lockdown. This puts a time stamp on it all. She rocked up with a Kimberly chocolate Kimberly biscuit tin and asked me if I recognised the biscuit tin. I okay. said no never seen that biscuit tin in my life she said it's the biscuit tin from your old bedroom I said wow and she said it used to contain coins I said what did you do with the coins she said I took all the coins out I counted them I washed it out and here's your biscuit tin that's the point we're at I turned over the biscuit tin I thought she was going to give you the money no, finders keepers. Well, that's the rule. Like, you know, she's counted out. You're not going to say, where's the G? But then I turned it over. The best before date on this fucking biscuit in 2005. I had my whole life ahead of me. Sorry, I can't believe that you cashed your money and you didn't even get a cut of it. Baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. I said, hey, oh. baby, I got and then I said, thank you, landlord. And she was like, excuse me, landlady. We all had a good laugh. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you know, not declaring it, but whatever. Uh, so that that was the highlight, getting an old biscuit tin from 2005. Baby, I got your money. You know, when you were talking about the tin there, just, for some reason, when you said the biscuit, the biscuit tin in my room, I remember when I was a kid, because I recently heard of an adult giving up chocolate for Lent. I won't name names, but I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So anyway, 
obviously I used to partake in the Lent when I was a kid and I give chocolate and sweets and I used to have a tin and the idea was that you'd save the things that you didn't eat during Lent and then you'd have a big feast and I can be very disciplined with some things but with that kind of stuff when I was a kid I had no discipline whatsoever so what I would do is I go to like the granny's houses and all that and I tell them all about my Lent and like oh now I can still take a thing because I have my Lent in and I'll save my Lent in <laughs> in this Lent in it would be packed to the rafters and then I decide that just to make it a little bit more artistic like say like a pack of starburst I'd open up the pack and dot the sweets around to kind of you know jazz it up a bit I thought that was more interesting and then I'd start opening other packs of sweets and dotting them around the tin and then I'd say do you know I'll open up the crunchy as well just to kind of let it let it get a bit of air I'd only, with Lent, I'd only ever last, I'd say about eight days and I'd start milling into the tin, but I'd never admit to anyone that obviously I had completely broken Lent. So if anything during Lent, I ate more bars and sweets and I binged. I mean, I think they need to change the name of Lent to well, binge. I think, yeah, binge I think, but I I think they You're binging so. either way. You're binging either way. Yeah, you are. I think uh, I think that's what Jesus was at in the desert. A lot of binging. That's what I like to think. Was that what it was all about? Probably was. I think he was just having an L binge. I would have to say, I th- now I do, rec- do you remember the, the 24-hour fast we used to do when we were younger? I think they've done away with them completely. Have they? Do you remember everyone was I never did a 24 24 hour fast? Oh, I used to be very competitive about the other 24 hour fast, but I think they just did away with it. Yeah. As a child, it's fairly ridiculous going into school on the 24 hour fast. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think everyone, no more. at best. I mean, I think. I think everyone put the 24 hour fast in the old confirmation club box and just said, this is not a good idea confirmation club well, there was a confirmation club going on for a while and I joined it previous to my confirmation and my mother was dead against me joining the confirmation club which was controversial because she was well I don't know it was more they were just very religious and mm-hmm. we did and you know what I must come up with a way to get the episode because we discussed religion last week in the episode that never was I will we find did, a way yeah. to get the video up if anyone actually knows how to do that because when I was trying to convert it it kept just doing the audio for me and as you said Emma actually if you have a video sometimes like it's you know it's a bit easier to follow I know I'm a bit more for- forgiving with it when there's a visual as well but we discussed religion and national skills but of course my mom was a teacher in this school yeah. but she was like I mean, you know, like, yeah, we're Catholic, but let's not go overboard. Um, So she was dead against me joining the confirmation club. But I did join it because it was kind of Mm -hmm. the social thing. All the mates were doing it, blah, blah, blah. But I knew where to draw the line. I mean, obviously, when it came to the pledge, I was like, no, like first year is tough enough. I definitely, you know, I'm going to have to leave myself. I wanted to take it to 16. He made me take it to 18. I fucking backfired, didn't 
I just, I knew, I just knew. I was like, no, I just feel. But uh, like at the same time, who 12 year old Emma thinks she was saying, no, I'll take it. (laughs) Steve. Then after the confirmation, yeah, me and Isabel just went and had a smoke straight away. Now I wasn't on the smokes then, but I had access to the smokes. You had access to the smokes. Um, What was your confirmation outfit? I had, let me tell you, I had a pair of ducks. Yeah. I also had a pin, I had a pinstripe, wait for it, this is not a, this is not a drill. I had a pinstripe, three piece suit, Mm -hmm. nice bootleg, white blouse, Doc Martens, that was my confirmation look. Do you know, it's not dissimilar to mine. And I went completely different. Most of the girls in my classes, I remember if you were in my class and this is not you, please get in touch. But there was a few very glam people. I'll describe one of the glam outfits, but I'll describe mine first. So I had a pair of um, kind of olive green, a less canvas runners. You know, kind of like Vans. Nice, yeah. And then I had these purple trousers. And I had a short sleeved shirt that kind of had purple and baby blue in it. I may have had a waistcoat. Oh, how 90s. Baby I'm not sure, but I was purple. pretty. And to be honest with you, I might mix and match it. But I st- if you gave me all the gear now, I'd wear it. I would wear it. But there was one girl in my class anyway, who um, she... <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I had so it wasn't really that dressy but I could go and pick what I wanted and all that right so I was happy out and obviously I had the shite fringe that I cut you know that picture that you've shared on up to 90 I had the first installment of that fringe so the fringe that you saw was the secondary school version you can only imagine what the primary school version of that fringe was and that's the fringe I had for the convo. So it was a girl in my class and she had a orange uh, satin, like bright orange satin kangal outfit, which had a long waistcoat that could double as a dress and the orange trousers. And then she had some sort of like big runner thing. And she also had a kangal hat, black one that she wore backwards and I think she had her hair curled it was kind of like in ringlets or whatever and she was proper fucking chuffed with this outfit but it was like it was one of those outfits like yeah it was (laughs) just realization I was jealous I think but I would have never picked something like that because I would have been too self-conscious yeah it was all very cherry Hollywood look at me that's exactly what it was can have it all Kangle backwards free I I couldn't wear sunglasses until I was in my 20s I was hardly going to wear a Kangle cap fucking back but I tell you this much now my eyes my eyes are was irrevocably I? damaged because I did not have the balls to put on a pair of sunglasses until I was like 32. I just said to myself, who am I? Who am I to deserve sun protection? Protect my corny is from the sun's rays. Oh, look. 
Don't worry about me over here. My corneas. Oh, look, honestly. No, I insist. I I insist you take these. Honestly. Actually, what is it all about that we can't, we don't feel comfortable wearing sunglasses? I mean, I'm fine now, I think, but. Well, I just remember, I'd like to say. Hats hats is my one now. I have to. Well, I have to build up a slow relationship with a hat before I'll wear it. Like, you know, Uh, my squirrel hat, I'll wear that perfectly happy, but I have to. It's a, it's a long, it's a long course of a hat before I'll just wear it willy-nilly I do love I do love when um, I'm on a comedy gig and everyone's popular about saying oh it's a great gig isn't it great energy great vibe and I just say to myself am I the only person here who couldn't give a fuck like this is just I need to get the fuck out of here and then thankfully like a vision Emma will rock up that stairs with her Russian hat her vape Ask around, say, does anyone know? Do I have to pay for the parking? Yeah, okay. I've got 20. Can I go on? Because I'm just paid up for another 20 minutes. And everyone's like, do you want it? We're doing pints after. I was like, done. Can I Can I go now? If that's okay. Could you call them back from the break? Because I just don't want to run out of the car. I like the meters. No, I just need to. We've got a bag of shopping with me. <laughs> You've got a bag of Starburst. <laughs> <laughs> how many times sure I used to rock up to the international with a bag of copies talk about getting your vibe on just sitting there correcting everyone else chatting living their lives I'm just sitting there seven out of ten I just no, well, yeah. I don't know if it was the life for us no I think this is a better life for us for sure no I definitely I respect that person in the orange satin I so do I to be honest I'll tell you about the hat I'll tell you about the hat situation I met a friend of mine within my 5k this week and we said we'd go for a walk just to Mm -hmm. be different we said we'd do an old shoe load so we went to the local beach which is within the 5k and hilariously so this friend of mine who also lives within the 5k but you know, like it's the country. We all like everyone drives when you're in the country. So she's in her car. I'm in my car. So I'm following her going down to the beach. We meet a car coming up at the very top of the car park. So we've gone down the Bohreen. It is kind of a Bohreen to get to the car park. This woman meets her at the top, the mouth, if you will, of the car park in her Jeep. And she's refusing to reverse. So I kind of laughing off I'm like this is a bit ridiculous now but I'm reverse and I think I'm laughing away to myself thinking this is just mad what is this you knocked, woman down, like? a, you knocked down an old woman so, so I yeah look. you plowed a woman in her 90s down not quite so I reversed yeah. and also my friend also reversed so like we're all taking this in you know in good humor mm-hmm. so I'm reverse and reverse and and my friend reverses. So we come to a point, I'm like, she can get past now. So I pull in and my friend pulls in. But hilariously, the woman doesn't drive on. She takes the time, takes her phone, takes a couple of photos. So then she comes up. You guys. Of us. So then she comes up to the car, my car. This is funny, though. So she rolls down her window and she says, I'm all right. 
So clearly what she was doing was <coughs> presuming we weren't local, that we were tourists. So she was going to catch us out by speaking Irish. But I spoke Irish back to her. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll make a deal. I was like, off a light, like, is there a problem? Vimer just talk to you and such just like she wrote. And I was like, oh, like, you know, talk to me like, you know, or Vaughn's chalked an airlight or whatever. We come once a week at least. Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, Visa Capogriff, not your cut for your shield and stuff. I was like, I don't know what was happening there. And then I was like, look, I all right, lads. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Capis Grevro, they can, Carlish and Carlton were they, like, I was like saying, oh, I thought that there was something wrong with the car or whatever. And she was like, no, no, no. So your one's face is like, oh, like, feck anyway she was like feck it anyway this is like really not going to plan so then my buddy runs up to her and she's like sorry what are you doing taking a photo because you know I think everyone's at this point in the lockdown and none of us are going to go out on a hashtag end the lockdown protest absolutely yeah. not but my buddy is the most compliant past like she's, she's such a gorgeous person really gentle but this just pushed her over the edge completely because this per this person presumed she was a tourist. And what was and, she basing it on? Was the car oh, This is the thing. No, it wasn't the car edged. This is the thing. And I did explain now, and I did say to the buddy, and she's like, you're probably right. My friend was wearing a hat. Now, clearly this woman said, okay, she's wearing a hat. There's no way. She's living right this, there. There's no way this girl is Irish. She's got the balls to wear a wide-brimmed hat. There's no races going on. She just woke up and said, I'm going to put on a nice hat. And that woman said, I need to take a photo of this and I need to get down to my local guard station because this woman is not local. Take a photo well, you do and bring think, it to the guards. Like, what the fuck did you think they were going to do? Terrible, well, this is that? well, no, but the, the, I'd imagine what she was going to do. Well, Maria, but obviously this is just for intimidation purposes. But Maria, that we should, we were outside of our five k radius, so she was obviously trying to express to us that she knew we we're outside of the five five k. Maybe, which I have heard of people doing, would have rang the guards to say there's people down at the beach and they're you know not local. I have heard of people doing that. Now we confronting the people. Well, what, you know what? We're at the stage and I had a chat to my buddy about this because like she was so enraged because then this car sped off. And she, like, obviously, they, yeah, so you when know, your when your mate said to her, sorry, like, what are you doing taking pictures of the car? What did she say? Sped off. So she has said to me, like, oh, all right, are you all right? And then I replied to her, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, Hanukkah is just a course you load. Yeah, we came down for a walk. And I said, oh, I thought there was a problem with your car. Anyway, so my friend comes running up, says this to her, this lady speeds off. Obviously, my mate is just infuriated because she's like, this is such bullshit. I come to this beach all the time. Like, aside from the fact she was so rude and we had to reverse all the way down the road. Like, but what I was saying was, you know, I was telling Fred about it after when I came home. I thought from both points of view, it really shows uh, and as I said, like, we're absolutely not like hashtag, hashtag end the lockdown, you know, people at all. But it really proved to me just how 
pushed to the edge, pushed to the brink people are. Because, you know, this woman, even though I was like, God, you know, that was just so horrible that she would make this presumption that we weren't local and just go to. So because you just can't make that presumption that people because you don't know somebody to say that they're not local. And then to do that and make such a song and dance about the pictures and all this, um, you know, is it's not how I would go about things, but also I get people's frustration if they do feel feel people are going beyond their 5k not sticking to it. And then my mate who's being made to feel that she's doing something wrong. And like, there's absolutely nothing you can do now. Like book, meet your mate and go for a walk on the beach. And if you feel like people are getting thick with you about that, it just like, I've never seen my mate so pissed off, but it just really struck me. I came home to Fred and I was like, I could actually see it from both sides that people now are just at the stage where they're kind of cracking up a bit. Okay. Well, first of all, I feel like this would have been a nice segment on Claire Byrne for you. This story would have been. Well, she's I think your co-presenter. When are you going to put I a word in for me? Have, well, I think personally, this story could have moved a nation. Okay. I think it just really captures where we're at at the moment. Hashtag wear the hat. So, I mean, if that doesn't, if that doesn't take this podcast to where it needs to be, I don't know what will. Second of all, you see, it's a funny one because like, you know, the way I love going up to strangers and giving them shite. <laughs> but I have never gone up to anyone in lockdown. I've seen people in shops not wearing masks. I, whatever. I just, I think it was on like, we're only two weeks in and whatever it was, obviously not two weeks in now, but you know, like at the very start of lockdown, there's already like, you could smell it in the air. People were going mental already at the very start. So there's just that, it's like underlying hysteria. I know it doesn't make any sense, underlying hysteria, but like, I just think there's a lot of people out there now who are just ready to kick off. Like if a leaf, that, that's, if a that leaf to brushes me, their shoulder, they are just going to go. But, that's, but you know what? That's why even on Saturday, it's like I could smell the volatility in the air. Yeah. Like she I, want, she didn't want to, she didn't want to stop the spread of COVID. She wanted to feel something. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it, you know, this is it that I can actually see. I think people now have such pent up emotion. They have pent up frustration. There's she blame your mate with her hat. She's the reason why I haven't been able to see so and so. But it is funny, you know, like as in, you know, it was funny when I did say to my, I was like, well, to be fair, in her defense, you're wearing a statement hat. Yeah. Like I mean, come on! I would in I would immediately think, tourist. I would just I, I would say yeah. somebody is bringing in a fresh confidence into this country. And does she have with the hat? Does she have sunglasses as well? I uh, yeah, she yeah. also had okay. sunglasses. I do you know what? I wanted to leave that out of the equation because I just I didn't. I wanted to pe- I wanted people. To still empathise with my mate, you know, like I know you hear sunglasses and you're like, it's it's over. Do you know, the, I think what needs to happen now is, you know, pinks. Is it pink? I'm the edge of glory. Yeah, I'm on the edge. You have glory. Isn't that pink? Yeah. I think what she needs to do is she needs to re-record that 
and re-release it and just take out the bit of of glory. I'm on the edge. I'm and just on the have edge. the instrumental. I yeah. love I'd love I love I I never was on a pink concert. Um I was more fond of the you know the early pink. Just like a pill instead of making me better. You making me ill. Um I always thought I was like, how did she think of a word to rhyme with pill? This is amazing. Mm. I was a big fan of her back then. I really, really do like her as a personality. Wouldn't be a massive fan of the recent music now, but a, co- a friend of mine is a super fan. And mm. she said that, um, you know, the bit where she flies over the yes. stadium. So she was at that gig in Dublin. And obviously, you know, I think it's for that song. I'm on the air. And she's flying along. And she said the amount of people, she was in her big group of mates. And I was like, we go to the bar. What will I get? And like my mates, like pink is flying above us. We could touch her. We could touch her cape. And everyone's like, do you know what? Would you get me actually two drinks to save me from queuing it? Like she's literally waving by. People just Her mate, like she was saying like, like my friends. They were brushing her cape out of their faces. They're like, sorry, yeah, could you make mine a double G and Sorry. It's just so hard to talk when her cape keeps flying into my face. there, did they? <laughs> I do think, I think a fly, I think, I think a flying singer is just wasted in Dublin because nobody cares. We don't want you to, we don't want to see you fly. We just want to hear you sing the song. Well, no, all, do I in, speak for the nation? That's all I want. Do you think if Pink went on the Late Late Show as it is now with no audience and she was flying around with her cape, how do you oh, think that would go girl. down? Oh, I can imagine poor old Ryan nervously laughing along. Getting swept up in the cape. <laughs> there she is now. Oh! Tell me, Pink, why, why, what is your favorite country to tour in, and why is it Ireland? I'm on the yard. I'm telling you, there's there's an Irish connection there, isn't there? <laughs> and she reads Moore, up that's Irish. Card. Well, that is, isn't it? Amisha Pink, Moore? that's an Irish name. Isha, <laughs> tell me about that name. Oh, Christ, I tell you what. Every time it gets around to Monday, I'm just, I'm back again. All I'm thinking of again is my fucking takeaway and my gin. Oh, Emma, did no. That, did that make the episode? I can't even keep track of all these lost episodes. You know what? So much lost content. That episode was an hour and a half long. I'm getting it up. I'm getting it up. <gasps> That's, That's what, what she said. said. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Um, what was the takeaway of choice this weekend? Well, I was very proud of mother this weekend because I got a munchie box again. And I know there's something wrong with me. I can't finish it though. Even, like I honestly can't. Even I might have some the next day. I can't get through it. And the boys will have some as well. But Joe, <laughs> Joe got a small spicy box. A small spicy box. I know, but sure he wouldn't What's even What's in put that it. now? That's just a spice bag in a box, basically. But he wouldn't he didn't even get a dent in it, but he enjoyed it thoroughly. And he loved the magazine you sent him. He went off to Well, I today. really laughed. Oh yeah, go on. 
I know I really laughed at the video often. What did he say from Baby Ted? And Julie. Yeah, I know who this is from. That's why I say Fred didn't get a mention at all. They obviously just like Julie and Ted and that's that's all there is. Um <laughs> which is a real cage thing. But uh <laughs> what you call it? Yeah, he went back to school today because he, he was off because there was a close contact in his class. Yeah. So we got his first test. Like it was Friday evening, we got the email to say close contact. Went, oh fuck! And he was kind of he was all upset about it and everything. Um, like rightly so, because anyone would be. And he was kind of worried about who in his class and his teacher and all that. So we got the test on Saturday, and the kids' test. If anyone has a kid who has to get tested for school, it's not as invasive as the adult one. They don't have to put it up as far in their nose. And then he got the next test on Friday. So he had the all clear, but Julie and baby Ted sent him a magazine in the post and on the magazine, there was loads of bits of it. And then I've I've meant to send it to you later on because he was so happy with the bits and there was a game in the magazine as well. And it came with, I said a key ring, but he said a key chain. I'm like, fucking hell. But he made me take a photograph of him with all his Pokemon stuff as well. So cute. Um, so, because remember, one of our lovely listeners said to Paul a lot of stuff as well. Like, that's all still going strong. Yes. Like, it's still Belinda, wasn't Belinda, it? Yeah, it's still like, which is great. Like, it's all still in the fold or whatever. So, he made me take a photograph with all this stuff. But, um, he went to school then with his bag. He was happy about that, that he had the new keychain on the bag. But, that um, is so cute. He's only back have... the week and then they're off for Easter. They're off for Easter then. I have, yeah. um, I. I I have something else that I want to say because I was telling I was telling Fred I came up with a funny little poem, but I'm going to send it to Joe and Tommy. But there'll also be something for Ella. But the little poem I think it's a real little boy poem. But okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna save it now. I just came up with it on the spot. Is it I'm just with like their that. names? It's a no, it just I think little boys would find it funny because then I was like, would you get this? I re- Fred is always my metric. So I was like, would you get this? And I read it out and he's like, yeah, no, I, I'd enjoy that. Okay, cool. I'm going to send it on. But I did apologize for the gargantuan envelope that was provided to me. I went to po- went to different post office, mm. didn't go to my usual jingle post office. So won't name and shame. But if I was a little boy now and I was opening up that envelope, I'd be a bit disappointed with just a magazine. It was too huge, the envelope. So this one's yeah. just going to be a lot more, I think it's going to be a lot more fitting for what's inside, which is just going to be a bar of chocolate and a little no, poem. He was delighted. Sure, I told you about the guy who so in the post office up by me. Um, I feel bad about it, saying this, but it was the, it's the complete truth. He was... <sighs> A miserable fuck, basically, is the only way I can put it. And my mom used to go to the post office all the time, obviously. Because back, remember back in the day, you couldn't get your children's allowance just put into an account or whatever. You had yeah. to go and collect it. And he was just a miserable fuck. And I obviously was in there with her loads of times when she was getting it. And I was saying to you about the sign he had up on the wall. He said, if you don't like this speed, you certainly won't like my other one. Because like if his mates would come in, he'd be having big chats with them. And obviously there'd be people in going, like, this guy is taking forever. I have to go and collect the kids. Or like, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, to go whatever. Yeah. So somebody would be like, sorry, um, 
will you be much longer? You know what I mean? If you're panicking about being late or whatever, and he'd like, he'd go even slower then. And I worked in the shop beside him. And when he used to come in as a customer, he was nice. No, he wasn't nice as pie. Do you know what he used to do? He used to get the Herald or the paper. And what he'd do is he'd come in and he'd just have the exact money and smash it down on the counter and walk oh. off. And at the odd time, if he was in the mood, he might say, he might, not in the mood, in a good mood, not in the mood. He'd say something. But he kept, he kept saying to our boss that we were leaving on the radio. Which, as I told you, he, the man was the one who locked up. So we were in there, like, rolling the spliffs, whacking out the tunes. Like, it was an old person's corner shop. Like, maybe he heard it, like, if he, like, burrowed through the ground and was in the, under the foundations and put his ear up and he had Yeah, like, no, that sounds very unnecessary. Actually, speaking of shop customers, somebody did put up on Twitter there during the week that Eamon Dumphy used to come into the bakery because, you know, people were talking about the interview and Tommy and saying how it was such an amazing interview and yeah, it was great. But people, one person put up um, a thing saying she used to work in a bakery and that Eamon would come in and that they were always joking about how bad the mince pies were. She was like, I just worked in this bakery like, and we'd be laughing about how shit the mince pies were. And then one day he brought in a dozen mince pies from another bakery for me. And I just thought, I was like, isn't that such a laugh? That is a laugh. You need people like that when you're in those oh, kind of jobs. Just to get it. Honestly, having worked in so many of those jobs, that for me now, I was like, he has so gone up in my estimation. I just love yeah. that. You do You do need some, yeah, you, you might have the odd people that come in that will have a little catchphrase or, you know, it'll become like a bit of a laugh thing. But then actually today, I don't know, for what reason it popped into my head. Now, there was loads of lovely customers in that job who give you a bit of a laugh. Um, but I used to, when I used to work in the pub, I remember, as, I'm sure this has happened every woman on the planet. So two lads come in, right, and say one of them is chatting you up 90, but you don't realise at the time that the one is the one who is chatting you up is chatting It's not you. the one that's interested. It's the other one. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's basically the guy like, oh come on, I'll I'll help yeah. you get someone. And they don't realise that a wingman is not somebody that chats your one up. A wingman is the person who keeps the friend content. Yeah. That's what that's what a wingman, wing woman does. So he's the friend is chatting me up 90, right? And it's like a quiet, it's a weeknight, so it's fairly quiet. And he's like, I won't say Mr. No, he's not Mr. Bravado, but he's all like outgoing and charming. And the friend's just kind of sitting there, like putting in the odd word. But like in my head, I'm like, God, the friend's real. Like, why does he keep getting involved here? But like, what any, whatever, we're all just having a laugh. And then what happens is the friend asks me to give me his number or to give me my number for the friend and I'm like what and then the friend goes yeah can I get your number and it all of a sudden it became really awkward and uncomfortable that I felt like mad pressured to give the number mm-hmm. and I actually because you're like you, you know the way like you're in work so you're like oh god this is really awkward and I gave the real phone number because it was like god if I don't give the real one then they'll be like why didn't you give your real phone number I don't fancy the friend or I have no interest in the friend or whatever. And then I think he messaged me 
And then I don't know what I did. I must have messaged him back because I must be like, oh, he's, he's a customer. I'm going to see him again. I'm going to have to deal with this. But I probably just like put a stop to it straight away, like mm-hmm. in a real like nicey, nice way. <clears throat> they came in the following week. And the, and the friend started giving out to me <laughs> about why did I give him my number if I didn't want to go out with him. Oh, and I was, like, it was such an awful. Ex- I know that sounds like okay. I mean, the grand scheme of things of, of experiences. No, but I've, I've, but you know, I've these things kind of like come I've, back to you gradually, and you were made to feel like you stupid little slut. <laughs> yeah, but sure, it's just the message, and you're like, you had me cornered and. <laughs> yeah, it's so. But you know what? My it's job so is to be nice to you. Like this is it's a really so, awful situation. <laughs> So of its time, isn't it? Sure, I used to work in a music shop in Dingle, and the amount of times guys would come into me, and what really frustrated me was was that like a lot of the musicians would come in and like ask for your number, and that's very very awkward because they all knew I didn't have a boyfriend, and no more than that. Like this, it's like known for being like its claim to fame was that it's the smallest shop in Ireland. So it's tiny, physically tiny. So there's only room for a few CDs, me, a tiny counter, a couple of Byrons and a CD player. And so I'm pressed this CD player and they come in asking for your number, knowing full well that you have no point. Like, it's just so, what do you do? It's just, I mean, obviously now I would say I'm very flattered, but no, thank you. But Back in the day, I had no tools for saying, no, I don't want to give you my number. It's very awkward. Like, at least, in a, at least in a pub, you can kind of go off, pretend like you have to kind of go and do something. But, like, on a quiet weekday, there's only so many fucking glasses. <laughs> but you just, you can't win, because I often would have had can't that. Win. If you didn't want it. If Why you are you talking to us then if you weren't <laughs> But this is it. I was just about to say, I've often had that where being nice is thrown back in your face and you're made to feel you're essentially slut shamed for being nice to someone that you're like a prick tease or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. or that you're thirsty for attention or whatever. Like there was just no winning, like no winning whatsoever. It's just very awkward. It's just, but it's, you know what, it was such, I just, the more I think back to going out and being in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, even late 20s, going out into these situations, oh my God, they were just so grim. I think, well, I think those kind of things were easier when you were out, but I think those memories of like when you were in work in a place. (laughs) Well, I think, but I mean, work is like, it's an extra layer of. Uh, I, you know, I'm getting paid to advantage. be here. Like, I have to yeah. be here. Like, and I used to, I used to get that a lot I have as to well. talk to you. It's not me. St- if I say, what what would you like to order? It's not me make the first move. Well, I was going to say, I used to get that a lot when I was working illegally in Australia. I was waitressing and I used to get a lot, uh, like not a lot, but I got a good few customers asking me for their number and I used to get really pissed off because no more than that you're like this is my job it's weird 
I mean, the flip side is, I suppose, like, no, I don't want to do that internalized misogyny thing of, oh, you know, if they, you know, felt like there was a connection, blah, blah, blah. Because I just, I always found it so weird. But I was on a Dublin bus once, you know, and I was getting off at the last stop. I was the last person on the bus. And the driver, I went up and he looked in the mirror and said, oh, you are cute. Would you like to go on a date? And you just think to yourself, this is the last stop on the bus I have to laugh you off because I can't tell you by the way he was like really old it was like so gross so gross and I just like I often like not often but more than once in the last few years I've actually thought back to that moment and just thought I really wish I rang up and bus but you know why I didn't because I was like no I don't want him to lose his job but imagine saying that to like asking someone out when they're trapped the doors are closed. Yeah. I cannot get off the bus. I, you know, it. The, but yes, you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to jeopardize his job. Like, oh, I know. I did that with a um, with a driving instructor. How oh, creepy God. is that? Do you know what though? I think driving instructors are kind of creepy because I had a creepy driving instructor as well. And he took money from me for 10 lessons. And then I moved to Cork and he owed me for seven lessons and he never gave me the money back. And any time we were doing the driving lesson, he would be taking calls from other other women he was instructing. And it was always this, oh, hi, Sharon. And then Sharon would be like, oh, I don't know. And then he went, you're going to pass, Sharon. You'll be great. Like, it was just, and I'm sitting there, like, in the Phoenix Park trying to go around to roundabout. And then he gets off the phone and he's like, let me tell you about Sharon. Give me the full story. And then someone else rings. And he's like having the, and then he's telling me, you know, this is just my day job. Yeah, go into first gear now. Yeah, this is kind of just my day. Yeah clutch i i'm really into music that's kind of what i do like i'm just but i think it does attract a certain type of person well the first well the first fella i had for like the whole rake of them he was kind of like a small fella and he had one of like you know the bluetooth they're never tall bluetooth um phone thingies what are they called we clip to your ear yeah because you know the way I know, you know the one you're talking about. Yeah. So he had one of them. So I was like, oh, okay. Which was like absolutely glued to his ear. So I did the lessons for him. Like grand. Do you know what I mean? Like taught me how to drive absolutely fine. But then you see, I did the the extra lessons. I did the extra lessons that you can do right before your test. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do like a, a pre-test, something other where they they'll take you on a lesson but like do it as if it's the driving test so I did I did I think I did two of them or you can do like you you could do like a really long one or something before your test and they bring you to the test center and and go back with you then the car but this fella what was the story with him yeah I'd never been um taught by him before and he asked me out in the car before my test. Do you know when I got my license? And then I had to spend, like, had to get picked up by him after the test. Oh, Emma. Well, do you know, that's up there with when I got my license. 
the guy who gave me, who passed me, well, passed my test. I was surprised. I'll be honest. I was surprised I passed. Mm. But he offered to take the photo for my driving license. And I was like Homer in the hedge, like nervously laughing as I reversed out of there clutching my pass. So he's like, I'm not messing. I can take the photo for you if you want. Like the shit that we have to put up with. Christ, I'm waiting. Do you know, just as we were talking about driving instructors, do you remember in the journal last year, they had um, a few complaints about driving instructors. There was a couple which I thought were funny. I just found them here now. One teenager got in touch to say, this is from 2019 now, so I presume the complaints would have been for 2018. My driving tester rolled down his window and proceeded to shout at the roadworks man, your fucking road system works system is fucked. The two men then argued and shouted across me while I was sitting there shaking and stressed. I was in the middle of the two men. I then had no choice but to continue driving as the vehicle was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I found this very stressful as I was in the middle of a test. Anyway, like obviously she failed the test because you don't, do you know, like as in even though I say like that was so creepy, I still wasn't going to make a complaint about your man because like I was he like has. I need this license. Um, so then there was another one which I found funny. Oh, yeah. And then the other complaint. Uh, this so hard. Another driving instructor uh, was complained about as well. So this person said, as I began to drive out of the test center before we ever reached the exit, she asked me to pull over <laughs> and roll my window down so she could ask a woman walking her dog if she had a bag to pick up her dog's waist. <laughs> Imagine sitting there doing your test, though. I thought this was most unprofessional behaviour. You would not believe the amount of people. And it happens to my dad all the time, but I think he just has <laughs> that kind of face. Where people passing by or in cars will say, I hope you have something to clean that up with. And the dog's going for a fucking piss. And like, well... If you have a power hose, by all means, get it out. The dog people said taking, that to you. Yes, the dog is taking a fucking piss. Or people have said that to me as I'm getting the bag out of my pocket. I have never once let the dog shit and walked away from it. Like, sorry, do you want me to get my hand ready under its fucking arsehole and catch it? Is that what is that what you want? Is that the level? Of fucking dog ownership commitment. Yeah, but to be fair to that guy saying that stuff to you, like you shouldn't have taken his number if you didn't want to go on a date with him. (laughs) Yeah, it's 15 years later, but he's still affected by that. He's probably still knocking around the area and how weird and fucking intense he was. And I don't know what shit he had on the friend. But the friend was fucking, if the, the friend was like this far away from going, just give him a fucking hand job. Just give him a fucking hand job when you're finished your shift. Is that too much to ask for? We gave you two euro tip, you stupid fucking slush. Weird. But people. people I do miss the noughties. People are fucking. <laughs> now, it doesn't happen so much now, but like I've defo had strangers fucking pipe up as I've been taking a bag out of my pocket. A poo bag, not a fucking bag, a poo bag to pick up the shite. 
That is, and that is bullshit. I mean, it does annoy me. Like, you're not one of these people. It does annoy me when people don't clean up after the dog. Oh, of course. It's a serious. Do you know what, actually? And I think around Dingle, for a while there, it was really bad. I don't know what was going on, that people weren't cleaning up after the dogs. It's gotten a bit better, but it's just, yeah. It's uh, that is a bit shit now with the with I think just these days are is it just me or are people really ready to blow these days? People it's all it's ready. all a bit my it's a bit Michael Douglas falling down. Like that's the energy I feel. Oh yeah, like it's about to kick off. Yeah, no, I felt it now on Saturday down by the beach. That was this, and you know the way you go for the walk because you're like, I'm allowed to walk. And I came, it was such a nice weekend as well. I came back ashen faced. I said, Listen to my, I was like, Never, ever wear a hat with sunglasses ever again. Came back to Friday, I was like, Just on the better of it. No, I the SPF 50, and that's enough. Don't be worrying about your hats and your sunglasses now. Can I read just a very quick article? Did you see, I presume you did see it, yesterday in the Sunday Independent, there was a depiction of Mary Lou as a witch. I'm seeing all this now, and then there's lots of debate. And, you know, I went on Twitter today, I put up a tweet, and I was like, oh, I might as well stay and have a browse. And then I was like, what's going on? Everyone's fucking kicking off about something. And... Well, yeah, these mad people who like I'm like what, and they just seem to be getting like massive kudos online. <laughs> What's happening? Well, I feel What's like happening? I feel like the people. I mean, hate is a strong word, but the people I respect least are always killing it on Twitter. So I just think <laughs> that just means Twitter is not. The place for me. It's defo live there's by no the room, look, door. There's no room for nuance on Twitter. It just, ugh, I, you're no, in I and don't. You're, out. You, you're you in the big time, and then you're cancelled. I think that's how it goes. You're in your to do. It's a big, a big thing, and then it's over. It's like a McDonald's toilet. You know, when you go in to use the loo and you haven't bought food, you're in, you're out. No looking to the left, well, no looking to the I right. I wish you were in and out, but the one on Grafton Street's like a fucking maze. Well, I mean, yeah, but that's just obviously it's to, but to, go it's to, to the put the likes of us off. They're blocked and there's no toilet around. You're just like, oh, I've got Sometimes time. Sometimes I do rock into the inter just to use the loo and downstairs you end one. up doing 20 minutes, don't you? What's the downstairs one night, though? Like I am more but I love the downstairs one because it's got a hall. You've got a sitting room in there. I'm not coming well, out of there. I I've get my toasty. i minutes in there getting sorting out my bag. At least. I get my, I get my toast. I so said, can I get a toast, a sandwich and a tea? Bringing it all into the hall, into the loo. <laughs> and then I come out, not a bother me, tough out. People have been knocking on that door I know, for the first the half of the you show. Can use it as, you can pretend it's your studio apartment, that's grand. But I can tell you something, and I'm not speaking from personal experience, it's just what I've heard in the great fun. You do not want to try and get away with dropping a poo in the inter. Because no. that little well, studio apartment downstairs, the wardrobe toilet, 
is like a fucking vacuum. So the second you open that hall door, it comes, it sticks to your body and it comes rushing out with you and it kind of like a suction thing. And you're just surrounded by this Unbrand. musk of shite. Musk of shite. Oh my do God, do, do, do you remember do, do, do. the shit? Do you remember when I tried to go Musk to of shite. Do you remember what? Do you remember when I tried to go to the toilet and bake or not bakers, bankers? Do you remember? I was oh going my God, to that was that, that was like it's like getting into Fort Knox to go to the loo. I couldn't go for a poo in the crunch in Stag's head because remember we were saying <laughs> the saloon doors. And going to bankers, like it's grand, it's empty, and she's like, "Are you looking for someone?" I was like, "I'm, I'm meeting my friend," and I was like, "I think she was like, like, what does she look like?' No, what does she look like? I don't think there's any women in there, actually. This, is, oh no, she's like, no, I didn't see her come in. I was like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> I was like, oh, sure, I'll have a look for her, and she's like, oh. Are, are you having food? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a shit right now, if you don't get it away <laughs> But you know why that is, though? Because bankers, they need someone on the door there. Because back in the good old days when pubs were open, bankers, that was like, that was your toilet. Like, that's where you went to the loo. I just wanted to do a, 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 a drop and go, a quick poo, and off I went. She starts handing me the fucking menu and she's like steak and guinness pie is the special i'm just like oh my god i know well i that was a lovely pie <laughs> you're welcome emma you needed to do a poo i was more than willing to <laughs> buy, buy a mash with gravy you oh. went up to do a poo and you came down and i was chucking into my mash <laughs> we need to come to the loo here more often anyway come here so Mary Lou MacDonald was depicted as a witch in a cartoon in the Sunday Independent, 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 yesterday, which of course, like needless to say, it's all a bit naughty. You know, a woman in power, it has to be framed as witchcraft. Like it's, you know, it's, it's the obvious analogy to make. So obviously people are going mad, but it did get me thinking about witchcraft and I happened upon this article so I just thought I do like a bit of history so I just thought I'd read this one out um, for the week that was. You always this tell is... me this wasn't the Irish History Podcast. Oh please I want to be the <laughs> Irish History now. Podcast so bad. So Jessica Trainer wrote this and it is from 2018 May 16th um, 2018 Irish woman Anne Glover the last woman hanged for witchcraft in Boston even the smallest lives can create ripples in history. On the face of it, Anne Glover's life would appear to be relatively insignificant. The date and place of her birth unrecorded, the exact circumstance for leaving Ireland unknown. However, the consequences of her tragedy are more far-reaching than she could have ever expected. So, she was a woman with a talent for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sing it, sister. Like, already, mm-hmm. she's just a kindred spirit. Transported to Sugar Plantation in Barbados in the wake of the Cromwellian conquest of Ireland, she became displaced for the first time. Her husband would die on the plantation, supposedly executed for failing to renounce his Catholic faith. I'd be giving that up in a half. I'd be like, done. No, I definitely would not be. 
I'd be whatever you want to convert me to. That's fine by me. Yeah. It is said that before his death, he confessed that his wife was a witch. Oh, I mean, what a prick. You're on, you're on your way out. And you're like, by the way, I'm married to a witch. Around 1680, Anne moved to Boston with her daughter, Mary, displaced for a second time, but this time to the location of her choosing where she could eke out a living. She became part of the Massachusetts colony, which was locally known as Goody Glover, and worked as a washerwoman. Her final troubles began when the children of her patrons, the Goodwins, accused her of stealing laundry. An argument ensued, and afterwards, the Goodwin children began to exhibit strange symptoms. One would bark at one, one would bark like a dog and then another one would purr like a cat they would sometimes complain that they were in a red hot oven they would fly like geese and be carried with an incredible swiftness through the air having just their toes now and then upon the ground and their arms waved like the wings of a bird the local doctor decided it was witchcraft the strange case drew the attention listen to this guy's name of one cotton mather Cotton was his first name. He was a minister, a Puritan minister, who at that point had not quite lived up to the reputation of his father. Increase was his name. Increase was the dad's first name. The president of Harvard College, no less. Cotton had a theory about the active nature of Satan's presence on earth, and he concluded that Massachusetts colony had been abandoned by God. The case of Angover seemed to prove his point. Anne, he wrote, was a scandalous old Irish woman, very poor, a Roman Catholic and obstinate. For Mather, there was no contradiction in the idea of Anne being both a Catholic and a witch. Exacerbating her crimes of poverty and religion, Anne seemed to possess very little English. During her trial, when asked to recite the Lord's Prayer, she could only do so in Irish or broken Latin. This was further confirmation of her guilt. Then she was also found to have a collection of small dolls to which she admitted praying. Do you know, it reminded me of, do you remember you talked about your mat, your altar that you had in your bedroom? Yeah. So it was that kind of vibe. And then so Mather said she used to be at meetings which her prince and four more were present. As for those four, she told who they were and for her prince, her account plainly was that he was the devil. Anne was examined by six doctors, five of whom found her to be of sound mind. The possibility of her insanity was the last obstacle to her being sentenced to death and now would have been removed. Anne was hanged on the 16th of November 1688. Although she was the last person hanged for witchcraft in Boston, her story marks the beginning of a tragedy rather than an ending. Mather and his book would become hugely influential in the events which would unfold during the Salem Witch Trials in 1692. That's it. Anne Clover. So she was the last woman hanged for witchcraft in Boston back in the day. What have we learned from that? I think, you know, if you're going to travel, I don't feel Irish and Latin are the best languages to have if you want to see the world. I just kind of was thinking about when Bewitched was on telly and I used to try so much to be able to move my nose. You know that? Oh, that was my black cat. It really made you want to have a black cat, didn't it? I had a black cat. Oh, of course you did. Was that the funny was always stealing the rasher? No, that was Stufer. Max was 
a black cat, but he had like a really, really big coat. And he was really placid cat. Like he'd be perfect cat for kids now. Like you could wrap him up in a blanket and put him in a buggy and he'd be like, so what? But he came in one day. My dad always used to say he was, he was thick. He just didn't care. He wasn't, It's not that he was thick. I mean, I don't know what he'd fucking expect him What's to do. What did he ever like. do to Jimmy? Jesus, that's a different Like, what did he expect him to do? Like, he's sorting out fucking decking in the back garden. Like, he's a fucking cat. Like, what do you want him to be doing? But he did come in one day and he'd had um, a fight with a magpie. And in the magpie's final breath, it dug its claws into him and died. So he came running into the kitchen. It's the morning time. Like it was fucking. My dad's there getting his morning cup of tea. Fucking, you know, sparking up. And the cat runs in. And the cat has a fucking magpie attached to him. I don't know if you ever seen magpie up close but they're fucking massive they're huge they're so and he's scary trying to, he's, he's obviously trying to get the magpie off himself and he's just oh. starts running through the house with the magpie i don't know what happened that's so gross because magpies do freak me out because they're so big they're so big oh but they I were the, like we had him and his mother they were those kind of cats that used to like hunt a bit. Like if you went on holidays, you come back and like, here we go with the dead baby birds and stuff. You know the way. Oh, Molly brought another mouse in yesterday, and the problem with Molly bringing the mice in is then she tries to eat the mouse and she then throws the mice. She throws Pretend. the mouse up then, Pretend. and it was actually very. It, it was it was funny because then Fred got the brush. And he, I was like, because I, I had gotten rid of the mouse, but obviously Molly had brought it back in because then she regurgitated the mouse later on that evening. And it was the, it was the most disgusting thing I'd say I've, I've ever had to sweep up. It was so gross. So I said to Fred, would you get rid of that now? But it was funny because then he was brushing it out the door and I was like, did you get rid of it? But then, <laughs> then he started brushing me out the door. So he wouldn't let me back in. What are you saying? I got Molly and Ted. I have. Yeah. We're, yeah. Get out. Get out. Get out. And I couldn't get back in for ages because he kept brushing me out the door. Oh, my God. Do you know what Stan did the other day? Me and Shane are in the sitting room. I think it's just me and Shane. I don't know where the kids are. They're, off, they're in the house somewhere or in the garden. It's me and Shane are in the sitting room. And Stan uh, is there and he pops off the couch. He goes under the coffee table. He turns his head back over his shoulder and looks at Shane, dead in the eye, while he proceeds to do a fucking <laughs> So Stan has a, an attitude problem. Well, he never made any effort to get to the back door he never like made any noise or scratched at the door or whatever so I don't I'm trying to say I'm I'm just saying to Shane look whatever it is just be honest with me just tell me what happened tell me what you did because Stan obviously has something on him that he would throw his head over his shoulder and make eye contact with Shane the whole time while he was doing the shit oh I'd be going through Shane's search history straight away (laughs) And if it was Fred Cook, I'll tell you what I'd find. 
would be how searches for Leitrim. Oh, by the way, actually, on a last note, one thing which did make me giggle this evening. Uh, before we wrap it up, Elle got in touch on the Patreon to say she'd been Elle. listening. We must have said this on an extra ep- episode, okay. but she was laughing. Do you remember when we named and changed? I can't believe we gave. Do you remember the guy I had shifted a few times in Mullingar and we used his full name, Emma? What are we like? Right, what are we yeah. like? Why did we even use somebody's first name? Anyway, so Elle got in touch saying she was roaring laughing, listening, because she was from Mullingar. And she was like, oh, yeah. What did she say here now? Oh, I can't open it up. I said, listening to an older podcast and hearing you hooked up with, we'll call them XX in yeah. Mullingar. That's where I'm from. That is gas. And anyway, there was another little ad on there, which I wrote. But it was just so funny. She said nothing incriminating, by the way. But you yeah. know when you just have a flashback when people are going to the archives? It's like, I can't believe. Not even that you'd say, oh, well, yeah, I shifted Tom, but full name and address. We also gave the name of the Pope that he runs. I think we need to start getting rid of the archive because you know, I think isn't it Mark Marin? He doesn't have the full back catalogue there. He only has the most recent 20 or something. Oh, of his regular podcasts? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I feel I feel like yeah, the archives could hang us completely. Because, you know, when you just... I nearly dropped the phone when Elle was like, XX. It's like, jeez, yeah, we did use his full name. I think we need to get rid of the archives. I know. Well, people have got... A couple of people got in touch since Christmas to say that they couldn't access a couple of the posts. And they are they are all available now. So available to all patrons. And there's, do you know what? There isn't, well, this sounds like I'm doing the heavy sell, but on the Patreon, there is a lot of, there's a lot of content there. That's very, very funny. There's, you know what I mean? So I I do like having it there for people to trawl through, but it's just funny because some of them, when I say they don't date well, it's just gas because you're like, oh. I think it's time to get rid of the archive. Time to get rid so listen, if you are a reporter and you want to get something on us, your time is not on your side. You need to sign up to Patreon. Fifty, yeah. Emma, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've been Judy J. I've been Emma Doran. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.